Hey, Bill. It's me, Roz. How are you? You good? I have on Jade Ketapreta on the show today, and I have wanted to talk to Jade for a while because she was mentioned when Justin Martindale was on this show a while back. I don't know if you remember that episode. Go back and listen to it. I, I love Justin. We've been friends for a number of years now. And Justin talked to us about the Comedy Store, which is the super haunted, world-famous, super Hollywood comedy club in West Hollywood on the Sunset Strip with a crazy history. And, you know, Ghost Adventures was recently there. And there's just thousands and thousands of ghost stories that have come out of that building. And so Jade was mentioned by Justin in an episode. And so I've been wanting to talk to her. It it didn't go exactly how I was hoping it would go or expecting that story to go. But nonetheless, Jade gave us the goods and Jade has got some stories. So we had a great time. You might know Jade because she's a stand-up comedian and she also was the host of the TV show The Soup on E! Um, just right before the pandemic hit. So um, she's super cool and uh, I had a great time talking with her. I was also just looking at the Facebook group and I saw a UFO from Australia story? Um, we're going to get into this one. Okay, this one comes from Clayton. Clayton writes... Hello, a new member here, and I just discovered this group through the episode with guest Coco Peru. Oh, love Coco Peru. And thought this is the best place to relay my experience slash experiences that have always stuck out with me and makes me want to cry thinking of it as it was truly terrifying for me at the time. Okay, strap in. Here we go. So here's the UFO story. There's also some ghost stories in here, too, um, which if you go to the Facebook group Ghosted by Roz Dresfeles, you can always uh, look at all the stories that were posted by Clayton and, uh, you know, comment if you have any questions or anything like that. Okay, so here's the UFO story. I was driving slash moving back to Port Augusta in South Australia. It must have been around 2010. I had a packed car. Budgie and Cage in the back. I don't know what that means, but uh, it was about 9 p.m. Warm, still summer night. It was dark, but moon was full or nearly full. I had passed Port Peary. Music was on, but the road was quiet. No cars, so I think it was a weeknight. I looked in the rearview mirror and I saw a very far distant light up. I assumed it was a car with high beams on, which creates a sort of fan of light on the horizon. But then it went black. Then boom! A huge light turned on behind me, right up the rear of the car. The whole car and surrounding area was illuminated, So bright, I had to flick the rear mirror to the ceiling. At first, I was calm, saying to myself, just overtake me, meaning like just just pass me, uh, assuming that it was a car. Then I realized it was only one large light, bigger than a motorbike. I started to worry as it just wouldn't leave. I rang my friend Thomas, and I was crying, and I said, Thomas, I'm scared. I explained what was happening. He's like, put the window down. Can you hear anything? I put the window down, and it was eerily silent. I couldn't even hear my car tires. I yelled, overtake me. Then I started bawling. Thomas said, pull over. I'll get my parents to come. I said, I'm too scared to stop. So he said, well, just keep driving and stay on the phone. 
About 10 minutes pass, then it literally just vanished. I didn't see anything turn off-road, it just turned off. I'll always remember that huge light and no sound. Oh my god, Clayton! <sighs> that is really scary and intense. Thank you for sharing that with us. I can't remember if I was talking about this on this show or if it was on Stereo recently, but I watched this documentary, which I think came out like a year ago, maybe. I'm not sure, but I, it was, it's new to me. And I found it on Discovery Plus, which I've been absolutely, I've fallen in love with Discovery Plus. But uh, this show, this documentary, it was called The Phenomenon. And... There is a UFO, it's, it's all about UFO stories throughout history. And there's this story that happened in South Africa with uh, these children. They were like on recess when they were at school and they saw these UFOs and these aliens came out of uh, the UFOs and they delivered a message. And they, this, this happened in the 90s. And then they like, tracked down these now grown adults and catch up with them. And they talk about what happened to them in the nineties. And they still tell the story like it was yesterday. And they talk to the teachers that were there that witnessed it. It's really good. It's called the phenomenon. Um, so go check that out. Okay. Well, this was all kind of fitting because with Jade, we get a little bit into alien type stuff that she's experienced and her family has experienced. So we will be getting to that in just a moment. I want to tell you, as always, please go to my Patreon. It really helps me out. There's a link to that in the description of this episode or go to patreon.com slash Ross I did a video this week. I took my best friend Sam Pancake to Magnolia Boulevard in Burbank, California, one of my favorite places. And we went to some of the fun, spooky monster memorabilia stores and spooky stores and Sam had never gone and it was absolutely adorable to see his childlike excitement uh, as he lit up at all the fun merchandise um, so I put that video up on my Patreon on my first tier and on my second tier Jade and I are just basically talking about life as comedians in a pandemic <laughs> And, um, you know, we're just kind of having a good time chatting. So check that out on patreon.com slash And let's get to this conversation. Here is me talking to Jade Catapretta. On with the show. Oh, my God. Jade Catapretta, how are you? I'm good. Pew, pew, pew. We just clapped and my dog Cheryl looked at me like, what are we doing? What, I thought we were home. What are we doing? Um, you look gorgeous. You you are fully, uh, you've got makeup on. You have a cute <laughs> outfit on. We're over Zoom. You know, I'm also, I'm in full drag queen right now. Um, people, at okay. people at home can't see it, but Jade, you can see me. Can you tell people like what I'm wearing? Like this outrageous oh drag queen outfit I have on? Of course, diamonds, uh, diamonds, yes. glitter, uh, feathers, the expensive type. You can see her from a mile away. It's beautiful. <laughs> These are not chicken feathers, honey. <laughs> I have worked with um, a drag queen or two with like a chicken feather boa. Like it's like a like one of those boas you get at a costume store and it's like they look great, but they're like literally it's like so sad. They're made out of like real chickens. And then there's like, you know what? I'm, I don't, I love all feathers. I don't honestly know a feather ever bothers me. But then there's like dead, like purple chicken feathers all over this cake <laughs> bar. It's like really sad. Yeah, you, you, ne you never leave with all your feathers. You got to leave a little behind so people remember you. It's a little trail, like E.T. Yeah. home, yeah. Well, I happen to know that you're a comedy store lady. Is that correct? Correct. That's where I started, yeah. So, okay, the reason... The first reason when I was like, oh, my God, Jade Catapretta. Now, I my the, my final job before being um, full time Ross Dresfeles was um, I was a door person at the improv. So I already knew who you were. I already seen your well, comedy. Did we not meet there. That's so we crazy. definitely probably have. But like in, not in like a fun social way. Probably. I don't know. I was probably like yelling at people that were on their phones or something. <laughs> like, yeah. But um 
So uh, I already knew who you were. And then I'm friends with Justin Martindale. And then I had Justin on this podcast. And he was talking about the comedy store ghosts. And Justin's had like a bunch of experiences there. And people have been talking about the comedy store ghosts. I mean, people have always talked about it, but I feel like it's been, it's been brought to my attention as a ghost person, like a lot lately. Like, I think there's just something going on in the world where people are just like talking about like the TV show ghost adventures did an episode there, um, like maybe two months ago or something. And so it's, it's just been like on people's minds and I'm like, yeah, I know the comedy store. I know the ghosts. I'm not new to it. Um, but anyway, Justin was telling me the story and you were in the story. Do you remember oh my this God. at I'm all? I'm such a stoner. No, tell me the story. because <laughs> I mean, honestly, I've been there for 12 years. Wow. You know, almost every night we would be there till you know, two, three in the morning. I've definitely had some experiences. I'm dying to hear this one. Okay. Well, here's what I'll do. Um, I'm going to play the story right now. Several comics and I, again, late at night, Maybe at like three o'clock in the morning. Witching hour. Mm-hmm. It was me, Tony Hinchcliffe, Matt Edgar, Jade Catapretta, and Stephanie Simbari, I believe. Um, we all were hanging out. And for some weird reason, they wanted to go up. They wanted to crawl. They wanted to go up into the rafters of the main room. I don't know why. I think they were just like, well, we're going to go in there and hang out and smoke a joint or whatever. Oh, I didn't know there were rafters. You well, could... like up in the, up like where the lights are and stuff like that okay. in the main room. So I'd been drinking and I'm six foot four and I was like, this sounds like a horrible idea. So I'll just <laughs> sit out here while you guys go have fun. But don't leave me out here for long. And this was outside of like where the, the little smoker's annex is in the back. Right. But after you had had that experience with the first ghost, I mean- how do you feel? Like, are you someone that's like, um, there's ghosts here and I'm terrified? Yeah. Or... And if people are like, yeah, man up, pussy. <laughs> like, yeah. You know where you are, right? So, and I've always like kind of had like that, um, like kind of like, I have always acknowledged like that there's like a afterlife or spiritual stuff like that. So it never really bothered me. Okay. It just bothers me if I like pull the curtain, like pull like a sheet back and like someone's like, yeah. like that's when I'm going <laughs> to shit the bed. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, so they all go in there. They're all they're they're worried because the alarm has been set. No one's there. No one's inside the building. But Tony and Matt Edgar used to be door guys. So they're like, oh well, we know how the we know the security code, and we know how to not trip the wires or trip the you know trip the alarm. So they all climb up the damn wall like baby goats and <laughs> get inside. And I'm sitting there waiting. I think I had a cigarette at the time and. Um, I'm waiting for them to come in. And then all of a sudden I start getting really, really heavy and a sense of like, I almost might fall asleep and, or like pass out. It was a really weird, like almost like a nauseous feeling. And all of a sudden, like my eyes start closing and the second, like my head drops, there's this loud bang, like a huge ass crash. It followed by foot like people running like and all of a sudden I will never ever forget like the door slams open and everybody starts running out and they're like run 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 the alarm starts going off crazy we're running we run we run we run I think we ran to Mel's diner on sunset and we were like <laughs> just we got, kept running just kept running but you didn't even know why no, but I was just, just like, like okay. right, let's go <laughs> <laughs> let's do this and um and we're sitting down at Mel's and I had and we all, and everyone's just kind of like startled. And so I go like, so what happened? And Jade's like, there was something up there with us. And we were like, what? <laughs> like, what would you say? And she's like, we were up there and like I saw somebody up there with us. And I go, well, what was that loud crash? And they were like, what loud crash? And I'm like, what? I'm like, you didn't hear that like loud bang? And they were like, no, 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 we saw somebody up there and we freaked out and it freaked us out and we ran back. She was like, there was something up there. And I'm like, then what the hell did I hear? Weird. Like it's, it was so loud. And like, they were like, no, we, we have no idea what, what you're talking about. So I heard this loud, like right when my head dropped, I hear this loud crash and then they all start running out and they're like freaking out. Like, so that's Interesting. Like, isn't that weird? So that still freaks me out. Do you out. know who the ghost was that they saw? Mm-mm. 
Wow. But they said they saw somebody up there and like they turned their face and they all freaked out and like ran. Yeah. Okay. I do remember this. Okay. So this is why. <laughs> okay. So we were being really sneaky. We weren't really like allowed to be there at the time. And this is when it wasn't like very managed. You know, we kind of ran the place. Like I had the, like I had the code to the cooler, you know, it's like the walk-in closet cooler thing. And we'd just get in there and get drunk and probably shouldn't say this out loud now, but, um, we were just kind of all hanging out really late night and we were like upstairs by Mitzi's office and we heard this huge knock and we actually ran all the way down the stairs. The alarms went off. Did he tell, did he say that part? I think that's the story he's talking about. All the alarms went off and we just kept run. We just left the comedy show and just kept running down the street. But he um, says that you, I believe he said you specifically said that there was somebody up there and that you guys saw a human being and that's why you ran. Oh my God. I don't remember saying that. Now I'm like, <laughs> take him to court. Um, but I do remember that. And I do remember, I don't remember seeing it. I think we maybe heard something or saw something, but we were really freaked out. This was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, we were really freaked out and we ran so fast. I remember us just running so fast, you know, cause that's what happens when like a ghost thing happens to you. It's like, it's scary, but then there's also that sense of like excitement. Um, because I feel like people who have had a lot of ghost stories like are kind of open to a different dimension in their like spirituality. And so, I mean, maybe we were just very present and there was someone there just like, get the fuck out of here, you know? So where are you at with that, with like your connection to ghosts? Well, you know, like I haven't had a lot of like per se ghost thing. I feel energies a lot. Like even last night I have my, it was my grandmother's birthday and maybe she's just very heavy on my mind, but I kept feeling like, you know, when you feel like you see someone and you turn and you just feel it, you just kept, I just kept feeling it. So I'm not going to lie. I, I slept with a nightlight on last night because I was feeling freaked out. Mm. Um, and I'll say out loud, like, grandma, I know you want to hang out, but like, I'm not ready to see you. So just like hang out in the shadows, please. Um, but I recently have a ghost story. I was staying in Virginia. Um, my sister lives on a farm that her husband's family owns. And there's a lot of these little homes on the property. So we were staying in one of the homes and, you know, it was built in like, God, I don't even, in the twenties, maybe twenties or thirties. And it used to be a school and also like a church, you know, dual things. And as soon as they told me that I was already kind of creeped out, I have weird stuff with spirituality and, uh, you know, I'm kind of scared of organized religion. So I um, was like, Ooh, and one of the nights, um, we're in the bed. The bed's uh, really tall. And my dog, I have this tiny dog. She couldn't, you know, can't just jump down or jump up on her own. But I can usually like hear when she's kind of like, you know, scraping at the bed and it's pitch black and she's scraping at my side and I'm kind of reaching down and I can't feel her. And I, I, I start to get kind of nervous. You know, I'm feeling around. It's really, it's pitch black. Cause you know, we're not in LA. It's actually dark, dark, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm like freaking out. So I go and I turn all the lights on and none of them are turning on. And I'm like flickering them and I'm getting freaked out. And I like can't feel her around. And I'm like, Cam, Cam. And I wake my boyfriend up and then we go up and we turn on the lights and the lights all turn on. And she's on, like, she's on the other side of the bed. It was just such a weird, like the lights just didn't work for a second. And so we were really freaked out. And then that night in the middle of the night, my boyfriend just oh, uh, like woke up really loud and he said he had felt somebody like licking his nipple. I know that's a funny, weird, specific <laughs> thing. Okay. But I think the ghost had a crush on my boyfriend uh -huh. and was like fucking with me. Like the light thing I felt like was like a thing being like, I'm in control kind of a thing. Yeah. And then in the middle, like, and he said it felt so real. Like he could feel the wetness and he could feel like the texture of someone's tongue <gasps> and he could feel like. So it was really real to us. And then like the rest of the time, obviously I was more aware. So I kind of felt like bitch who is here. Oh my God. So, but it wasn't the dog that was licking his nipple. No, oh no. She's not really like food driven. She's kind of like me. She's kind of a human, you know, she's not like a super, she's a chihuahua. So she's not like a licky, like, no, I, okay. she's never licked me, I think in her existence, unless I was like had bacon in my hand. This is my first nipple licking ghost story on this podcast wow i'm just so happy to break barriers i really appreciate that um what do you know much about ghosts that have sex with humans <laughs> you know i hear about this all the time and i thought it was like a jokey joke is this a real thing that people have these like actual experiences yes <laughs> 
Oh my god, people. No. I mean, if you are to believe in this stuff, uh, yeah, it I, people report this all the time. Now, typically, what I hear are like not full on. Like, I can't say that I've heard stories that are like we started doing foreplay, that we started like doing it this way, and then we, right. we flipped over and did it this way. Like, it's usually not a full on storyline like that. It's like these experiences or kind of like dream state a little bit, but like the dream right. becomes too real. Um, so it seems to be a lot more like these little experiences like that. Um, I did famously have on Billy Lee from Vanderpump rules on this podcast who told a story about having sex with a ghost. Um, oh my God. I feel like I just have to go back and listen to these things now. Like, wow, that is, you really got to be in the present for that. If I you guess. Google celebrities that have had sex with ghosts, there's like a long list of celebrities that have had sex with ghosts. <laughs> like why celebrities specifically? Like ghosts are like, are, are these ghost star fuckers? Like what's going on? Are they, <laughs> they look at your IMDb before they fuck you? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but going, have you had a sexual ghost experience? Have I? Yeah. No, but I do know that on the internet, when I was doing research on this, they call it spectrophilia. And there are like all these different blogs and shit of people that are like, here's how you summon a, a, a sex demon or a sex ghost or whatever. Uh. And there's like ways of conjuring them up. So I know that the option's there. If I If I wanted to... I could figure it out, I bet. Very craft, but like 2.0, you know? Yes. Just a bunch of girls getting together, like summoning some hot man or woman to come from above and just trip with them. Totally. I, you know, I don't know if I could, like a lot of my ghost experiences, I think are related to like, um, not traumas, but like my grandma, like I said, I was very close to her. And when she died, I felt like I was like a little... I was quick to give in to like, okay, you know, I like couldn't, my dad didn't want to pull the plug obviously. And I was like, no, she's ready, you know, kind of a thing. And I felt a lot of guilt about that. So I would have these like very real dreams. Sorry that I went from like sex to my grandma, but um, <laughs> it's okay. these very real dreams where like I, she would be crawling up on the bed and she, it was like her face, but she was like a bug, like a, like a, like a cockroach kind of a thing. Like, you know, she was like, kind of like climbing on me and her eyes were all black, you know, very Billie Eilish. Oh. Um, and they were very real. I would, would wake up and kind of feel the weight of her on my bed, like the body of it. And I would wake and the, her face would just be right there. Like it was, and I was having them like very, occur, you know, a lot recurring, recurring. So I did see someone about it and they were saying that, you know, it's a lot of, you can manifest a lot of emotions from, you know, guilt and um, like suppressed things within your body so I was like okay I guess I'll just give it to that are you the you know? type of person that takes that but also looks at it like from a more spiritual or more paranormal way or yeah. or what do you think no I'm somewhere right in the middle like you know I usually am like let me see the science you know like give me something to like grab onto that I can believe in because I do like I have that whimsical part of me too that does believe in like a higher power and I mean, you know, the alien stuff I'm getting on, on train with it right now. And, uh, yeah, but I still do need a little bit of something to grab onto, you know, even if I don't understand it, but you give me a little bit of science jargon, I'm like, okay. Right. Okay. But that's, what's so fun. Like, don't get me wrong. I like weird sciencey things, but I like the stuff that we can't like, even scientists are like, I don't fucking know. Like there's, like, we've tried yeah, see, that, for years. My control issues like don't allow me to enjoy that stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. It's that little part of me that's like, you know, turn your homework in on time. Like that thing. I battle like, with that because I'm the bitch that goes to a magic show and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm literally going to get me a loan at a bank so I can get a, a five million dollars to pay you to tell me how you just did that. I and I <laughs> won't leave until you tell me. Yeah, you need to know. Like, you want to know behind the, the sheets. Me too. Yeah, I hate that. Wait, let's go back to the comedy store for a second. So what? what's like, so have you had experiences that you believe uh, happened at the comedy store? 
You know, I feel like every time I don't do well on a set, it's a ghost really uh, not on my side. No, I'm just kidding. I just blame my shitty sets on ghosts. I'm like, yeah, a couple of times I didn't do well. And I really felt an energy. Well, um, you know, what's funny is I watched the Ghost Adventures episode and uh, movies and televisions. Jay Moore uh, tells a story <laughs> about uh, doing a set at the comedy store and the audience was frozen and they weren't laughing or doing anything. And then he said, ghost, stop, or something like that. And then they all started laughing, and then everyone was unfrozen again. Wow, that kind of, that kind of like gives me chills because I feel like I have experienced moments where I feel kind of frozen in time there. Really? Like that what do you mean? describes it very well. Oh, I'm like freaked out by that because this is like fun fact comedy store stuff that I like to tell everyone when the comedy store was built in the 1970s, when the shore family bought it, um, the back was still a club called Ciro's. I don't know if you know. Um, know oh too much yeah. About it, yeah. We've talked about it, but ta- let's talk yeah. about it more. Yeah. Because, you know, I heard that like several bodies were buried in um, like on the property, like under the property and all this stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much is rumors and stuff, but you know, there's all these mafiosos and stuff and they would have their own thing going on. And so they didn't want to hear comedy. So when they built the original room, they insulated the wall. So they're soundproof. Mm-hmm. And um, I always say that it's the hardest room ever for comedians. And you have to, you kind of build um, a rolling style of do, doing comedy where it's boom, boom, boom. Cause you don't have the time for the comedy to like the laughter. I mean, to kind of bounce off the walls and give you room there. So, you know, the walls just eat laughter. And I've always felt, that the building itself was like this entity, you know, Mark Maron always jokes that it's the gateway to hell, but there were nights sometimes where I honestly, I just couldn't leave. I'd be there till like three in the morning, like go, just go. And oftentimes I'll find myself driving there by accident. Hmm. And even the first time I was there, I tell this story all the time. I I had never been there. Um, I went when I was like 16 with my dad and they wouldn't let me in. So I was like, good for you guys. Um, and I'm walking through the com- comedy store and I, I, I push myself through the, uh, swinging door for the kitchen. And the, like, I had this immense feeling of familiarity. Like I'd been there before. Um, like I, I, I had like almost like a weird flashback flash memory of like having been there and being in that exact spot and like opening the door the exact same way. So I have always had kind of a weird I don't know if it's just because I romanticize comedy because I love it, but I always have had a weird, very strange pull to the building itself. Do you think that that's like a premonition? I don't know what it is. I think that sometimes I think that I don't know how much is like nurture versus nature. You know, I, I'm constantly thinking about that, but I always feel like I was meant to be go to that place. Yeah. Like I always feel like that building like kind of pulled me in and, you know, it's been really difficult because um, Jeff Scott, the piano player, um, just passed away during COVID and you know, we didn't get to sort of like come together and celebrate it. And he had a million ghost stories. He was kind of like um, the historian of the place. He had, you know, been Mitzi's shores friend for years and he helped her towards the end too. And he's seen some really crazy ghost shit happen. And now I'm, you know, I have this hope that like, he'll always kind of be there and looking the place. So when you started there 12 years ago, did you already know it was haunted or how did, do you remember how that knowledge came to be for you? I was, I was scared of being there by myself. I would have to come in and set up and it would be like six o'clock or five o'clock. Oh, did o'clock. you work there? I bartended out front for four and a half years. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I would be there alone often. Um, and it was scary. Like I felt, I, I don't feel scared anymore. Something changed within me. Like, I changed a lot when I went there. I mean, I basically just, you know, like your soul gets sucked out a little bit and you're, then they're like, okay, you're ready now. Um, but I would just, the, the bar, the front bar connects to the original room stage. Uh-huh. There's like a little door and I would always kind of be scared when I was back there. Cause I always felt like the curtain sort of moved while people were on stage. And I never really understood why, because like, there's, they're not moving, you know, they're not the stage and the, the curtains aren't connected. So I always was like, is there like an air vent that I can't see, but I always felt like kind of movement there. And I would just sit back there and just listen to comics and I could mouth some people's sets and stuff. <laughs> oh, um, I know that from being a door person. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just like, you know, their exact set. And 
Um, so yeah, it just, I've always felt like, and then I don't know when it changed for me. I think when I kind of had more, I felt some kind of self-worth from something I booked, I'm sure. Cause you know, who else finds validation? I mean, who else, where else are you going to find validation? Right, right. Um, and I remember that I like, I was alone in the, um, the main room and it was empty and I would usually be scared, but I felt this like sense of like, no, I deserve to be here now. And like, nothing can touch me kind of a feeling. Mm. But do you, uh, what kind of stories have you heard of the ghosts? I mean, everything I've heard people have uh, heard people playing, you know, when they've come into the room, they've heard music and then they come into the room. There's nothing there. They've heard laughter. Um, people there have I, in the green room upstairs in the belly room, people have seen a person there. And that's probably what freaked us out. People have like come into the room and they thought they saw a person like run out. Well, that's the crazy thing is there's like so many different kinds of ghosts there. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's probably all the mafioso like weird. Oh my God. One time they were cleaning out the pipes for the first time since the 1940s. Oh my God. Literally. The pipes were there, like from the original building before the Ciro's, before the comedy store. They just crawled out. They're just covered in shit. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Like, you know, <laughs> they've, been, they've been swimming. And can you imagine the shit they're swimming in? Just like the people, you know, the goat, like Marilyn Monroe, you know, just the huge <laughs> people. Like Frank Sinatra's shit, you know? Literally 1940s shit. Yeah, 1940s shit. And it's just, I think that, something happens. I'm, I'm a big believer of like uh, manifestation and um, energy and, you know, and that whole thing. So I feel like there isn't a palpable energy in the air of so many people that have come through and felt such a connection to the building. Yeah, definitely. Well, and it's like, there's all the mob people, like the people that were mobsters, the people that were killed as a result of the mob there, allegedly. And then there's like all these stories of comedians like hanging out still and um, and just random people like I don't even know who. But um, like they were talking about on that episode of Ghost Adventures, they were talking about these uh, mobsters, same one that Justin also had seen, which is like a man in a bowler hat in like the original room, I want to say, or main room. Um, that's just like chilling and like, I guess, kind of looking after the place. I don't know. I've never seen, I've never had an experience where I see like a person and I don't understand that it's a person and I think it's a ghost. I feel like that would almost be like too much for me to handle. I, I know. <laughs> maybe you can only see it. Yeah. Maybe you can only see it when they think you can handle it. Like they know how weak and how much of a pussy I am. Or maybe you have seen it and you don't realize that it's a ghost. A ghost. Exactly. You might be like, okay, we got some like weird person that likes to dress like they're from the forties, just like hanging out in the <laughs> right. back of this room today. Whatever. It's Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, still. Yeah. Like silver, like hipsters are getting really accurate with their costumes. Right. They're like, they're really doing their homework on this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's possible. Uh, did, you, did you have, did you ever have any ghost? Ex- My mom had a lot of ghost experiences as a kid. Really? Did you like what? just really weird. She, you know, she grew up in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she said that she's, there was a ghost that she like knew and would like, like see, would see and talk to, you know, like on a regular basis kind of a thing. And, but then, you know, you grow up and you're like, was my mom just full of shit? Cause she told me that if I didn't bite my nails, my boobs would grow. And <laughs> that did not happen. Oh my God. So, so you grew up with the idea that ghosts are real and that that's totally a thing. 100%. My mom was always very spiritual, like Buddhist, um, was always like, you know, what you invite, what you put out is what you invite, you know, like that whole kind of mentality. And, you know, yeah, she had, I wish I should ask her more specifically about her ghost stories, but I remember she, that, yeah, she, there was like a little girl that she would see. Um, I know this is like a blanket statement question, but like, what are Brazilian beliefs of ghosts? Or, you know, oh, is- God, they're Catholic. So it's, oh, okay. Really high. I mean, go, you know, there's a lot of voodoo too, because there's a lot of Creole influence in Brazil and French. And so it's, yeah, it's that whole like, you don't fuck with, you don't fuck with voodoo stuff like ever. And you don't disrespect ghosts. You don't disrespect cemeteries. You don't disrespect your elders. You know, it's the same kind of like South American 
um, culture, but they're very Catholic. It's superstitious um, too. They're very weirdly superstitious. Like I couldn't, you know, you can't open an umbrella inside, can't put a hat on the bed, can't put your purse on the ground, black cat under, you know, no circumstance. Um, my grandma was really superstitious and my only kind of weird experience I've ever really had in my life that was outer body, which I told you was like a weird alien story happened in Brazil. What is we this visit- weird alien story? Okay, so we're visiting. I don't, I don't, when I tell it, I'm like, what? So I, we were in Brazil and my aunt is um, special. She's um, very well off. And so she's like sort of, I don't want to, I don't want to say Scientologist, but very religious in her own way, very spiritual in her own way. Okay. Um, like I was really into Osho growing up. Like I grew up like not understanding that Osho was like a cult and like, you know, wait, what my is, mom was wait, what, Osho. what is that again? Osho was like a, I mean, he ultimately was like a cult leader, but he, he wrote many books about like spirituality and, um, yeah, I mean, he was a cult leader. <laughs> what are we? You've never seen his the movie that they made about him. It's incredible. I don't know. Well, How do you spell that? Osho is O S H O. Um, it was like a big cultural thing for a second because it's you know they really did start with um, goals of like creating community and this beautiful thing, and then it kind of turned ugly. Oh, you know? wild, wild country. Yes. Got Thank it. Thank you. Okay. 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 Of uh, course. But so my, so when we got to Brazil, we're visiting, it was like 90, I don't know, 2000. Like I was like a teenager. My, um, my aunt was like, we have to go to this place to get these, uh, things in your back that aliens have been planted there. And I don't know. Yeah. She was like, we go to this, it's like a spiritual healing. It's this woman and she does this thing and she makes sure that nothing is like in your body still. And I don't know why my parents were like, let's do this. I think my mom was just trying to appease my aunt and you know, it was an experience. So we went to this place and like I told you, I have a lot of weird things with religion. Um, we get to this place. It's like this tiny little shack house, all this stuff inside. That's like, you know, these huge altars of God stuff everywhere. Jesus stuff everywhere. It was just very overwhelming, you know, and there's like all these flowers everywhere, you know, those little altars that they make. And I'm already kind of freaked out. Like what the fuck is this? And the woman talks to us and she's this beautiful blonde woman, curly blonde hair, really tight, curly blonde hair. And she's kind of telling us, you know, um, aliens come into the earth and put these, this like pieces of matter in your body. And it's, it, it keeps you negative and it holds you back. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing that. I was a kid. This was freaking me out already. <laughs> so my sister goes in and she kind of like lays her down on this bed and is like, touching her back. It's almost like, it feels almost like what we call Reiki. Okay. Right. Like probably what she was describing. It's like pulling negative energy from someone's body. But I remember it being like, they have to pull out this silver from your back. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) So like, I'm, I'm, I'm so freaked out by this. Um, my sister's laying down and they like, kind of like, are like, you know, raking her back. And I can see she like almost looks like she's in pain. And so I'm getting like really freaked out. And then she gets up and she's fine. And she was like, yeah, I just could feel like heat, you know, and like really intense heat in that one spot you were touching. So I was like, whoa, shit. Oh my God. And, and it goes to be my turn. And I just completely black out and I'm in a field, like a forest and I'm sprinting and I'm running and there's a, an alien figure, like a tall man. And like, I feel like emotional when I say it, like a tall, like man, like alien, like, like the shape of an alien's face that you would describe, but super tall, really skinny, black, really long fingers chasing me, like running so fast. And I'm running and I can feel like, and I'm like kind of tripping. And I, and then all of a sudden I wake up and I had completely like passed out and my, I had to be resuscitated. Like my, my, my aunt ended up giving me mouth to mouth. Oh my God. And it was like, just, I just went to a different, I think, I don't know if it was like a fear thing and like, but then the, for like a few nights, I would wake up and I would see the woman like in my room. I would see her. What? Like I would see her everywhere. Yeah. I would see that woman. Like I just had this thing where I would like wake up and see her. And she was like in every dream. And I kept having dreams about the figure and stuff. And eventually it went away. But yeah, the first couple of days was really, really weird. Um, so that's like a bizarre thing that happened to me. I don't know why my parents agreed to it, but um, 
yeah, I can't really explain it. Okay, hold up. So you were saying just a little bit ago that you don't know if you could handle seeing like a ghost situation. I mean, is yeah. that not like the same as seeing a ghost? Seeing that I woman? Almost, I guess so, but it almost felt like, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess she is, she would be considered, I mean, she was still living. So I think it was, I didn't know if it was just like a, a trauma-based reaction of like, cause it was such a weird thing that happened to me, but I would like see, I would close my eyes and I would see her like talking to me really close to my face. <gasps> and I can still like remember fully what she looks like. Um, okay, Jay, this is one of the things that when I started doing this podcast, I kind of am embarrassed to say I never even knew this, but um, now I'm obsessed with it, that people can like be like what we think of as ghosts when they're not even dead. Like people can do that. They can leave their and bodies. Their body. Oh, oh my God. Have I through her eyes in her eyes or whatever? Have you seen that show? What is that? It's basically about that same thing where people can like, you know, oh, leave their projection. Body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the show. Projection. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. And yeah. And so then I've just been going down this wormhole with astral projection because I'm really, really into meditating. And um, oftentimes I do feel like I can like get to a place where I leave my body just for a second. And my dad in the eighties, he made holograms. He was one of the pioneers of holography and he met a lot of, you know, crazy wild people um, when he was doing that stuff, you know, pioneers of a lot of stuff. And he worked with this guy in the eighties who's now become a little more famous, not Stephen M. Greer. What the, the guy's name, Carlos Oh, it's blanking, but you can find it where the guy would do, it was astro projection and meditating all at the same time and inviting these aliens to basically show up. Oh my um, God. And yeah. And it started happening in the eighties and you know, he was, my dad's very much, he's a PC guy that perfectly describes him. He's like, fuck Mac. You know, he's like PC forever. Um, <laughs> he's very skeptical. Um, and he saw some really wild, you know, where they would be in the middle of the desert, you know, and lights would show up multiple lights in, in formations that just unexplainable stuff. Um, and he could really feel the power of like meditating and calling them in. And, um, Stephen, uh, the guy that I just mentioned, um, Stephen Greer is like a big believer in that he, he's founded the center of study of, um, extraterrestrial intelligence. And, um, he has a thing called the disclosure project where he invites people to like meditate in groups and like, it, when you do the meditation, you like envision exactly where you are, you know, like as if you're looking at from above, like, how did you get there? Like, what do the roads look like that got you there? What's around you? And um, kind of like guiding these people to come. So you have interesting parents. I do. I do have weird, creative parents. I mean, my name is Jade. Come on. Where'd you grow like, up? I grew up in Brazil in Sao Paulo. Oh, my God. OK, what I was looking up. Brazilian mythology. I found a Wikipedia page for it. Um, so who knows with that, but there's a, there's a section that says prominent figures, which it's a lot of, um, like beasts and, um, there's a lot. Oh my God. I'm like scrolling. There's like, yeah, the voodoo stuff is really crazy too. There's like an All old the- hag, uh, <laughs> an old hag that attacks and tortures small children who do not oh go God. to bed early. Her name comes from a very old and obsolete Portuguese word for skull or cruel. Her name's Kuka. Kuka. Oh, yikes. I never heard about her. Yeah. The only one I feel like folklore that I would really remember is like, um, what's her name? It's like the the water god. Um, she like invites, it's, it's like, if you want something, you like have to go into the water late at night and like offer her all this stuff, but you have to go into the ocean fully at night. Oh my God. It's in a scene in Woman on Top with Penelope Cruz. Um, can I read you a story that somebody just sent me? Yeah. I literally just got this message and it made me think of um, this TV show that I'm obsessed with called Ghost Inside My Child. But this came from Carrie, who is a listener. And Carrie writes... My almost six-year-old grandson, uh, who lives with me, said something yesterday that I had to look up. By the way, he loves my show. Oh, my God. I've got a six-year-old listening to the show. Ah! Um, I've said the word F so many times. uh, That's okay. Um, Okay, so she says, here's the setting. So she's busy tie-dyeing at the sink, and she's off in her little world. And then her grandson comes up, running, playing and generally acting uh, like a little kid. 
but leaving her alone and staying with an eyesight. And then the child says, Nana, is it all right if I go hang out for a while in my, and then she says, it sounded like he said, leaving spocked. And then she says, what's that word, honey? Um, because it got her attention. And he says, Liebenspacht. And then she says that she, uh, sorry, the way she wrote this was kind of like um, like di- dialogue. So I'm trying to like. Uh, yeah. So then she says uh, she knew she was talking about his room, but thought that it was odd that he said that. So then he runs up to his room and she peeks into, uh, she peeks in a couple of minutes later and she sees him playing on top of his loft bed. And she says, baby, what was that word again? It sounded weird, like a different language. And then the child says, oh, it's German. I used to speak German before I learned English. And Boy, just she is oh my confused and dumbfounded. She actually had to Google the word and found out that it means living space. She has nobody in the family or friends that speak German. And he watches no shows that have German words. So that's like a total past life thing. That is a past life thing. But see... This reminds me of the show I love, Ghosts Inside My Child, which is like very much this, um, where like these blips of your past lives like come back and you, which is so like, that's where my brain gets really exhausted thinking like, okay, well, why would I remember the word for living, for living spaces? Why would Um, I know that, but not like other, you know what I mean? It's like, how does that happen? And it's also like if that child, that child is either has a ghost inside of it or or it's a past life or it's like or I don't know. It could be like that. He's just a psychopath. You know what I mean? And learned it somewhere and is like messing with his grandma. But that's <laughs> probably not the one. You know what I mean? But it's you can't rule it out. Yeah, um, yeah I, I love unexpected things like that. I love the feeling that it gives me because I am such a cynic. Like I, I'm so cynical. I like hearing things that are like outside of my comfort zone. Okay, well, do you want to hear some ghost voices? Let's. Okay. It's... And explain to me what these things are first. Okay. It is time for EVPs or EVPs. Have you ever heard the term EVP? EVP? Yeah. No. Okay, it's electronic voice phenomena. So, like, if you watch a ghost hunting show, like Ghost Adventures at the Comedy Store, they they call it an EVP anytime they record a ghost speaking. So, sometimes, a lot of times, let's be honest, you watch these shows and it's like, and it'll be like, right, the little like, like little like electronic thing they carry around. Like, what's that? Deal? Yeah, I mean, they can do it from a lot of different things. Like, you can just sometimes people are just like recording a video on their phone and then they hear like a whisper or like they can be different kinds of voices it's just basically referring to any time that people believe they've recorded a ghost speaking i was saying whispering is scary even when it's not coming from a ghost you know oh my so god you add ghosts done totally um so this so what i do is i go to youtube and i find evps and um you know sometimes it's an evp sometimes it's an ev please but um this one is from i think it's bamf hitman so badass motherfucker hitman um and uh that's their name on youtube this was recorded at the new mexico state penitentiary and um tell me what you hear okay Huh. Play it again, please. Yeah, and then I'll give you some options. Okay. I don't know. It's pretty good. I mean, like, because at first you, it just sounds like someone from far away. But if you really put your ear to it, like the whisper is like very like right close to whatever is being recorded. Yeah. Let me play it one more time. Oh, I don't know if I'm just freaked out by it all, but I think that's an EVP. Is that the right letters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any guess of what it says? Oh, my God. No no idea. I think it's something like listen to Jade's podcast also. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, do you have fans at the New Mexico State Penitentiary? Oh <laughs> Ghosts are like, they will not stop sending me fan mail. It's crazy. <gasps> Wait, okay. So is it like set me free? Set me free? I mean, yeah. I could maybe hear that. Like... No, it's not. I feel like he's actually, or I feel like it's a man's voice, but I feel like he's saying something like, actually saying the person's name, like somebody's name. Well, I'll give you some options. One of these is what Bamf Hitman on YouTube believes it says, okay? Do they believe it says, A, you go, girl. (laughs) B. What is it? Martindale? Okay, yeah. (laughs) B, you die, bastard. C, I'm tired in here. Or D, why'd they cast her? He's probably like some bitter <laughs> actress, you know? It's like the, uh, on every other commercial. Um, <laughs> I'll play it again. Oh, I can't. T- it's too crazy. I don't, I'm going to go with A. I'm going to go with what Bamf saw. Uh, they believe it's B, you die bastard. Which I yeah, can kind of hear. Bastard. I'll play it again. Uh, it almost sounds like you die, you bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bad. Okay, that's an EVP. Here's one more. This one is from Seraphim EVPs on YouTube, and it's at Scott County Pioneer Village, which I believe from Googling is in Iowa. <sighs> this one is a little harder, but tell me what you think you hear. I'm sorry. Excuse me. That was me. I just farted. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's play that one again. I need to hear it. <laughs> that one does not just, is that a ghost fart? Honestly, I didn't hear a single word. I just heard a sound. Well, here's some options. This is what they believe. One of them is, what are these options they believe? Okay. Is it A, you will be here. B, don't stop the beat. C, don't do that, please. Or D, I have to pee. All right, here, I'll play it again. Oh, once you give it a structure, isn't that funny how we can manipulate people to think a certain way? Right. Because then after you said I have to pee, that's what I heard. Right, I know. See, but that's what's so interesting is because these people are taking this without having any idea of what it could say, you know? So they're like really like pulling this out of what they just believe it's saying. Well, uh, Sarah from EVPs believes that it's saying we will be here. Let me play that again. Oh, okay. We will be here. Yeah. yeah okay. Kind of I hear. There's a lot of rustling going around, so it's kind of, it's kind of hard. Okay. I mean, if you were us, what would you come back on Earth to say? You know. I know. I, if I came back, I would say, um, I'd be like, I buried treasure. It's under the, and then just disappear. Oh my god. That's what I would do. Um, okay, I want to do one more thing. Basically, I'm just going to list off a bunch of unexplained phenomena and then we'll like kind of rapid fire. Just like tell me and maybe may, maybe you'll have more than just a rapid fire thing to say. But I'm just curious, like your beliefs or if you have any thoughts on any of these unexplained phenomena. OK. OK, cool. OK, first up, haunted dolls. What's going on there? Don't want them in my life. I read Goosebumps way too early <laughs> and they still freak me out. That and ventriloquist dummies i don't need you watching me while i sleep goosebumps fucked up a generation um it really like the green soup do you remember where it was like a green soup that everybody couldn't get enough of of course was like in line freshman and then it was made of souls Uh, fucking rl stein man just like literally probably living in the biggest mansion from millennial children nightmares yeah. Um, okay. How about uh, psychics? How do you feel about them? Mm, mixed emotions, because like I said, my mom is really into spirituality and I have a lot of friends who are very gifted in that way. But I feel like some people take advantage of um, people's pain and that I don't like. Right. Yeah. But I, I think that that's true. But I also think that that's based on the fact that a lot of people can, like some people do have these abilities and then other people are like, yeah. oh, I can just like pretend I have these abilities. Right, right. I mean, it's hey, 
just living a lie. Like I can barely lie in my standup, even like if you can do it and make people feel a certain way, like good for you. Yeah. But that's the whole thing. Like It's passed down in generations. And that's when I'm like, is this just a family business, like a scam business? Totally. Yeah, definitely. Um, what about demons? Are you like, do you think that's a demon like from hell or what? Oh man. I don't, I think that there's, Oh, I think there's like intense hate that kind of comes out of people, but I don't think that there's like, I don't know that there's like a black force of death. Yeah. You know, like I think that people have pain and fear that kind of becomes like something, but I don't think it's like a demon thing. Okay. But don't, tell, don't tell the the devil that because I don't want to get in trouble. I know, right? That's how I always feel. I'm always like, I kind of, like, I don't want him to come out and prove himself. I don't want to, I like don't kind of believe that, like the old school, like Catholic or whatever idea of being a devil, but I'm also like, just in case it is real, <laughs> I don't really want to say anything. I believe in you, Dark Lord. Um, do you know about the Mandela effect? Um, the like when you know something, once you know about something, then you see it everywhere. No, but it's kind of like that. It's like, um, you have this idea of what things used to be like you have an idea. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I saw that. Okay. Yeah. Like you, things may appear closer in your mirror. Well, like you thought it was may appear closer. Yes. And it happens a lot with yeah. like famous lines from movies where like people think that she says like, I'm ready for my close up, Mr. DeMille or whatever, but it's really like whatever yeah. she really says. I can't remember, but, um, I thought that was the line. So I'm like, Oh yep. That one's good. Yeah. One's it's like good. something like, but she really says like, Mr. Med- DeMille, I'm ready from my close-up now or something like that. It's like just slightly different, but we all have like created this idea. I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeVille. Yeah. But like, okay. An example is, um, and answer this one. Is it Cheez-Its or cheese? How do you spell Cheez-Its? Oh my God. I saw the movie about this the other day and was like, it blew my mind with that one. I, okay. So in my head, it's C-H-E-E-Z-I-T. Cheez-It? No, cheese with a Z and then T. Cheese it or it's. See, I don't know. Everybody, How do you spell? But is it cheese it's or cheese it? I think it's cheese it. See, that's what it is. I didn't think that was. It's really. Oh, really? C h e e z dash i t. Okay, so the one that I mumbled through was the. I thought that the phrase on your mirror. You know how it says. Yeah, yeah. Uh, objects. Uh, I thought it was objects may appear closer. And what is it really? There's, that's what I thought it was. It's, objects look closer than they appear or something. It's totally, it's not, it, the word may is not in it. Oh, so it's just straight up rude. And it blew my mind. Yeah, I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, it's just these things that you think you know wholeheartedly. And, you know, that's why you have to keep an open mind. And um, another thing is like with that, it's like you can't really expect anything because you'll always be disappointed. Right. <laughs> okay, let me ask like two more. Okay, UFOs, okay. what's going on? You've kind of encountered an alien. Is it all the same? You know, my boyfriend's been reading all the documents that they've released, the CIA released uh-huh. from the 60s and the stuff. I mean, yeah, absolutely. 100%. There's, we li- you know, there's parallel universes. There's planets out there with other life form, 100%. And I think that, yeah, I think in our within our lifetime, we'll know a lot more about that. Okay, I'll ask one more unexplained phenomenon that I might just ask every episode because I'm really trying to get to the bottom of this. Why am I not famous? Oh my God, tell me and then we'll go on the same train. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I actually just, I don't even, I don't know what fame. I want stability. Same. Right? Like I want a backyard and like, you know, my boyfriend to be in a different room than me when we're together in a home. I know. Ugh. Anyway, well, I'm so glad you did this. Thank you for joining me. I I feel like I probably have a lot more little stories within me, but of course they're not coming. I'm going to like tonight in my bed, I'm going to wake up all of a sudden and be like, I have to call her. Oh my God, (laughs) please feel free anytime. I want to hear all of them. Um, Can you tell people like where to find you and like all that stuff? Absolutely, guys. I'm Jade Catapretta on all socials. And please follow my brand new podcast, Jaded. It's going to be at the Comedy Store. Hopefully some ghosts will show up during the podcast. Um, And you can find that on uh, the YouTube page for the Comedy Store, as well as its own Instagram, at Jade's Podcast. And yeah, come on in. The water's fine. 
Thank you so much to Jade. And please go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash rousedressfalaz to hear more of us chatting when we talk about being comedians during a pandemic. And um, yeah, it's a good time. So thank you guys so much for listening. As always, please rate the show five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. If you have a ghost story, it's a great place to leave a ghost story. I want to do some listener episodes soon. So please send me your listener stories if you want to be on a show to ghostedbyroz at gmail.com with the subject line listener episode. Also follow me on Instagram at Roz Hernandez. And in the link in my bio on Instagram, I have got some uh, information on how you can find my merchandise. So just click that link to get your ghosted tote bags and t-shirts and pins and stickers and all that fun stuff. I'm also on Cameo, Roz Drez Velaz, Facebook group ghosted by Roz Drez Velaz. Did I forget anything? I'm out of breath. Oh, I love you guys. Both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! A podcast network.